2: Downloads everything. I mean, it's so simple. If you're creating something, get paid for it. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now.
3: Mm, Welcome to the Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast. Yet another day of judgment. Is upon us. I am Levi. You can find me at Levi D. Zindel on
2: Twitter. And it took me a little, a couple of extra seconds to get this going because it looks like Anchor had a recent update. Oh,
3: I must be updated because I'm working.
2: So I'm Tommy at Mr. Tommy Walter on Twitter.
3: Yeah, you heard it. Another day of us because you voted and we responded. And today is the Judgment Day 2000 review. And this will culminate our Judgment Day reviews for the month. And going into June, uh, we will be doing some King of the Ring classic reviews.
2: Yeah, I'll put a poll up uh, probably actually after the show today to find out next week. Because next week, Tuesday, we have Mrs. Matt, Dana Massey on the show. And then Wednesday, we will do our first King of the Ring
3: classic review. So I think in... I think we talked about this off of the show, but by default, we are going to do King of the Ring 98. Yeah, that'll be because it's
2: that, 20. That'll definitely be one. I think we're probably I, th- I think we agreed we would do it closer to the end of the month.
3: Yeah. Closer to the date, you know, yeah. where it's like officially 20 years. The forever. actual anniversary. Um, yeah. And I
2: just want to go ahead and apologize in advance for any background noise that might be picked up. It's summertime, kids are out of school, dogs bark, shit happens. So just bear with us, we'll get through it, but, you know, that
3: kind of stuff's going to happen. Yep, you got some birdies going on out there. It is uh, the usual hot and muggy Arkansas summer, and it has begun. It's brutal so, already. Yeah, and so we're already looking at 90 degree weather and stuff. Next weekend is high 90s, I think Saturday's like 97 or 98. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's already feeling rough out there, but if you got a pool or a lake nearby, I would, I would advise getting in that, but for everyone's safety here in the South with us, it would be great and wise of you to be drinking lots of water and fluids because dehydration is a big thing during the summer. And like,
2: and like I tweeted out this weekend, if you're going to gimmick, gimmick responsibly, don't be stupid, don't drink and drive, don't gimmick and drive, if you will, um, but, yeah, as a bartender and us both working in the food industry, we uh have to kind of preach that, especially during the holiday weekends during the summer oh, yeah, it's bad, man, especially arkansas man if If you guys don't have roadblocks set up on a normal normal basis during the summer, it's bad here in arkansas
3: yeah we i mean it's they're all over the place around uh weekends like this Memorial Day weekend so. Of course, I worked uh, Memorial Day. Usually, I'm off Mondays, but I did work Memorial Day, so I've had uh, eight days straight at work. So I'm um, happy to have today off, but I'm right back tomorrow, and then uh, taking Sunday, Monday off this weekend. And uh, yeah, so I'm gonna enjoy myself. And if you
2: guys can't hear that in the background, that it is noon here in Arkansas. <laughs> that's the fl- that's the flood
3: warning right the, there. The
2: Twin Lakes area here in the Ozarks. Yep. It's uh, yeah,
3: the flood siren. I wonder why why, uh, North Central Arkansas has the flood siren. I guess it's because it's more likely to flood. Because I know a lot of places do, like uh, Kansas and Oklahoma and stuff, they do tornado sirens at noon to make sure they're working. And then, like, down in Russellville, they do a nuclear siren at noon.
2: Well, see, and that would freak people the hell out. You know, if you you put a tornado siren on here in Mountain Home, everybody's going to, go to walmart and get milk bread and eggs because they're gonna all gonna have french yeah. toast like it's winter time it's like come on people it's noon
3: yeah i remember it being cloudy and them running a tornado siren test and i was like okay so it looks like we had a tornado moving in and they're like this is just a test
2: and you're like i gotta go check on my mom
3: yep <laughs> <laughs> actually we were watching vengeance 02 whenever that happened i remember that because I was like, hey, dude, we should do a classic pay-per-view watch. This was years ago when we, was, we were going to each other's houses and stuff. Or I was going to Tommy's house. Tommy never came to mind for some reason. But I'm <laughs> just kidding. But anyways, we were watching uh, Vengeance 02. I remember that. And it started storming. But anywho. So uh, what's what's new on your end, Mr. Tommy? What does the audience want to hear from you? Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, typical... <laughs> <laughs> Typical holiday weekend as a bartender. Uh, Like you guys know, I only work three days a week, but I get my 40 in, and I actually worked a little more than 40 in
3: three days. So my body... How much beer did you drink Sunday night? Uh,
2: I drank an entire case of beer from noon to midnight and drank myself (laughs) sober. But guess what? Didn't get behind the wheel of a car. Didn't even get in a car once I started drinking.
3: So I gimmicked gimmicked responsibly. responsibly. That's right. Although
2: I did almost shit in somebody's uh, Jeep, so...
3: That's responsible, too, as long as you had toilet paper. Hey,
2: you know what? They were being loud in a pool, and they didn't have any doors on their Jeep, so I thought, well, why not?
3: But then I got talked out of it. So, Speaking of pools, I am ready for my uh, property pool to open up so I can go swim and get a tan because I'm a white boy. I mean, when I say white boy, like, I'm, I'm Caucasian, but I am also white. I got German and Irish in me, He's so like, I really got to get out in the he sun. He looks like Casper. I'm not that white. Yeah,
2: it's pretty white. That's more transparent I'm not, than white. I'm
3: not Seamus White, yeah. I'm not Seamus White by any means, but I no. am. You know, my arms are getting a little color to them because, I mean, it's so hot here that I just want to wear tank tops, man. I put a T-shirt on, and I'm like, I'm going to change into a tank top. Like, it's just so hot.
2: Yeah, and I got my uh, StarCast shirts, and I got the uh, the basic uh, logo one, and then I got the Welcome to StarCast City, and I wore it su- Yeah, uh, no, yesterday, Monday. I wore it, and then I got to the house and decided it is way too hot, and I put a tank top on. But love the shirts, love the designs. Shout out to StarCast.
3: Shout out. So what do you say we dive right into it here? Let's not keep Ronnie waiting too long. Do you I got mean, any other grievances uh, you need to air? I mean... I was, I was going to look just to see if
2: there was any news, but it doesn't really look like there's anything.
3: While you're looking for news... If you're looking for some new clothing or some options uh, for shirts, you know where you can get our merch at if you listen to all of our shows. But I'm going to tell you one more time, and I'm going to tell you every time. You can go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash heels and quads. That is our official merch store on the Pro Wrestling Tees website. That's prowrestlingtees.com forward slash heels and quads. We have five shirt designs available. That is the uh, first is the Guns logo. That's the first shirt we had. The second is the Fist logo. Mine, Tommy's, and Baby Tommy's Fist. Uh, The next two are the vintage logos. You can get the black with the white writing, and you can get the purple with the gold writing. And last but not least is the Rest in Peace Dungeon shirt, our newest shirt, uh, honoring Tommy's former home, Rest in Peace Dungeon. So yeah, that's ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash shows and quads. Support the show. And grab some merch from our page. Support our trip to StarCast. Support us getting some awesome guests on here. And just uh, support us in general. We got a lot of stuff going on. So, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Heels and Quads is where you can get all of your Heels and Quads merchandise needs. And, of course, speaking of awesome guests,
2: tomorrow, as you guys have probably seen on Twitter or as announced last week on the show, Mikey Whipwreck will be joining us tomorrow night. And next Tuesday—that's a big one, yeah, it is. And next Tuesday, the owner of Young Bucks merch, she runs it with Matt, but Mrs. Matt Dana Massey will be on the show next Tuesday It's her first podcast
3: ever. Yep, we're gonna we're gonna break her in on the podcast networks, so. and I'm
2: sure once she does ours, she'll be doing them all. But we get first dibs, so people are gonna get jelly. The only real news I see uh, today is the WWE Network added Mid South Wrestling.
3: Oh, really? So, I didn't think they were gonna add anything till the start of June.
2: So it looks like we've it looks like it's a it's a couple from '83. It's real spotty, and then '84 is a is a quite a few actually in a row. But there's a couple. Couple from '83, it looks like April 9th, and then it goes all the way to October 1st, and then it's to January 14th of '84. That's really the only news. So we can jump into this if you want, but real quick before we do that, let's uh, hit another sponsor here. Oh, okay. Heroes Hideout is a true hideout for people looking for everything WWE. From retro, collectible, Mattel action figures to the new elites. They have the hottest meet and greets of yesterday's legends to the newest rising stars of today. See the latest arrivals at HeroesHideoutNY.com. That's HeroesHideoutNY.com. Heroes Hideout is your new access to entertainment. And if you go over to HeroesHideoutNY.com, you can use code QUADS, one word, QUADS, at checkout and you save
3: 10%. There we go. All right. So today, as I said earlier, the Day of Judgment is upon us, the second Day of Judgment this month. I had to, we had to do 2002 first for some reason because I – for some reason I have a weird obsession with that show. Well, I think and, it's because of it the, the gem. It won a poll. Yeah. But I think but, I kind of
2: helped move it along by saying it was kind of like your birthday present. So
3: <laughs> Thank you to the fans who voted for that. Uh, I don't know. I just I I like Judgment Day 2002. I guess it's because it was, you know, the rarity of it and all that. And if I ever find a cheap, cheaper copy on DVD, I'll probably buy it. But and, you know, in all
2: honesty, I like 2002 better than this one, which kind of surprised me. Yeah. But I mean, it was just this one with the. As I dramatically pause. Um, this one with the only having six matches on the card and, you know, being main evented by an Iron Man match, which is why it only had six matches on the card, but it kind of, kind of killed the, the luster of it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, and that's why it only had six matches is because you had an hour long match. Which I mean, wasn't bad.
2: It was no Brett and Sean, but Triple H and the Rock, you know, brought it as only the Triple H and the Rock can bring it or Paul. Paul and
3: Dwayne brought it. Paul and Dwayne, yes. Uh, So, yeah, uh, today we're talking Judgment Day 2000. It won the second poll. Uh, It was sponsored by Army Men World War, made by 3DO. This was May 21st, 2000 in Louisville, Kentucky at Freedom Hall. Uh, Attendance was 16,827.
2: And did you Um, notice at the beginning of the show, Jr. announces a different number?
3: Oh, did he? Yeah. And I didn't, I, I didn't, didn't
2: make a note that. of it, but he did announce a different number. So if anybody has that number, who watched it, <laughs> tweet it, tweet us, and let us know the number that JR announced.
3: And I was, I'm not sure if Freedom Hall is still uh, is still in business. I don't know. I, I could be wrong, but I, you know, you don't see a lot of people there, anyways. To be on the point, Judgment Day 2000. All right, so uh, basically what Tacoma. you're saying, basically what you were saying is it looks smaller. It does look small. It looks like a WCW venue, mm-hmm. and I think and I'm, it, I'm sure it was. I'm, yeah, I'm sure they ran that. Uh, so the show opens with a promo showing facts about what happens in an hour, kind of in comparison to Triple H versus The Rock and our Iron Man match. How many people die? How many people are born in one hour? In one hour, yeah. <laughs> uh, so it kind of starts out with. Uh, DX and Vince in the locker room, and then they're talking, and then the headbangers are beating down Briscoe, Gerald Briscoe. And he's getting – he's tripping out all show. He's all paranoid running around. Uh, And, you know, I I was going
2: to mention that right off the bat. The all-star of Judgment Day 2000 is Gerald
3: Briscoe. Gerald Briscoe, yes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Dude, and those segments were great. They were were
3: hilarious. Yeah, he's kind of all the backstage promos, you Mm -hmm. know. Uh, and then it shows a little quick clip of Sean walking with his little bicycle shorts on. Um, who doesn't so love then, Sean in bicycle shorts? Only as the ref, man. Only as the ref. He thinks he's cute. He knows he's sexy.
2: He's got the looks.
3: Drive the girls wild. Uh, so show opens with Kurt Angle, Edge, and Christian versus Too Cool. Team X. Uh, Kurt Angle comes out and he's kind of talking crap. About the crowd and, you know, the usual Kurt Angle heel stuff. Christian, Christian Edge come out. Christian says Louisville. (laughs) Uh, And then they do a little jug band impression, making fun of Kentucky. Edge has got the the fake teeth in, the hillbilly teeth. And that's Uh, one of those classic, you know, Edge and Christian segments you see on all the packages, too. Oh, yeah, Because we always talk about,
2: you know, like little moments like
3: that. Yep, that's one of them. Um... For those of course, with the benefit this, of flash photography. Of, yeah, of course. During this match, uh, King is biased towards Brian Christopher because it's his kid. Wait, and, you know, he, no way. Yeah, I didn't know if you knew that or not. I didn't Don't know that. <laughs> Uh Kind of just a fun match to watch. It was it was a cool little opener. Uh, Brian Christopher's pants fall down, and Scotty Too Hot he kind of does that. The thing with his finger, like, his, his hand, like, has got a small wiener. <laughs> He's like, oh, it's small. Uh, Rikishi, Rikishi runs into all three guys in one corner. Uh, he gives Angle the stink face. Uh, and Edge here they call it the stinky face. The stinky face, And there yes. was even
2: a big sign, and they showed it in the crowd. And it said stinky face.
3: Yep. Uh, Edge mocks the worm setup, and Scotty... Drops him, and then he hits the worm. Uh, Christian, while the back's ref is turned, hits Rikishi with the ring bell. Brian Christopher hits a leg drop on edge. Rikishi pins him, and they win, and then they dance. Which, I don't know
2: if you noticed, but the crowd was on fire for this match.
3: Yeah, they were really hot for these guys. They were popping
2: for everything. And when they dance at the end, that might have been the best. Yeah, they lit up. You know... When they go- drop down and put their hands down and all that stuff, and then like it's dark, do like, you see de-doo, the de-doo. you see the flash de-doo. bulbs going off everywhere? And it's like yeah, holy yep. crap! And then uh, the the pyro shoots out of the ring posts, and they yeah. get even louder when that happens. It's like oh my god, it's a firework show!
3: Yeah, they lit up, man. As soon as those glasses go on, Rikishi, you know it's on.
2: I remember watching, you know, this. Let's see, two thousand. Oh my god. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what
2: so I was a week removed from my 13th birthday when this happened and I remember just being the biggest Rikishi fan like Too Cool was awesome I was into
3: Rikishi yeah Scotty
2: Too Hotty was over AF with the worm um which AF? is kind of funny I
3: never thought I'd hear you say AF yeah
2: well I'm you know I'm trying got to keep a it sensor. Yeah. yeah I'm trying to keep it clean for the kids and the sponsors we don't want to make anybody mad but this is kind of like one of those shows where you know it was. You can tell it's not a big show.
3: Yeah, not it's not the big show.
2: Not a, yeah, no, a pun was intended there, um, <laughs> but like it still had a good vibe to it. Like I could see like me being a kid and wanting to spend thirty bucks on this show, or thirty five yeah. or whatever it was back then. I don't. I don't remember. I think um, it was probably thirty four ninety five something like that.
3: And for I was gonna say for a fun fact here, the pay per view buys for this was four hundred and twenty thousand. That's pretty good, man. Yeah, well they were selling pay per views a lot back then.
2: And this is, uh, you know,
3: after WrestleMania two
2: thousand, which was kind of a stinker, but we liked it enough to uh, I review guess a it.
3: Fun fact from that is this is the highest bought judgment day. Oh really? Yeah. The second place would be two thousand one at four hundred and five thousand.
2: Hmm. And it didn't so, drop that much.
3: No, no. It just four hundred and twenty thousand to four hundred and five in a year. And then of course in O two it drops more and more. Each year it looks like it kinda it's kinda back and forth up and yeah, it kinda
2: tapers off and, and then I like
3: back up. I think Judgment Day should have stuck around. I think this is a great pay per view. It's a great May show.
2: and, and it's a good name. For it's a the yeah,
3: it's the name and it's the theme and you know, so and anyway. and like
2: we always talk about the stage setup on this one, I loved it. Yeah,
3: I love the stage setup. It's cool. I actually like the...
2: I like the stage for this one better than I liked O two.
3: Yeah, no, I can't I can't say that I like O two better. But I like the it's the the Judgment Day writing. This is the first one that featured that the way it was uh, drawn out. Judgment Day, kind of like you know, the letters are all. Like bloody looking, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Horror yeah. film I got type you, thing. Yeah. So I, I'm stumbling on my words here. Anyways, no, you're fine. So, so after and, that match, yes, and what then uh, on
2: just kind of on that jumble of mess that we just went through, um, I read on Wikipedia, which you know always has the facts, um, that it was changed to Judgment Day due to Owen dying at the over the year edge before at Over the Edge. I guess they uh, wanted to ch- get away from that name.
3: So so they change it to judgment day. Right, huh. which makes no sense. Yeah, as if it's it's kind of worse if that's yeah, you know, just, if you want it based off of Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I
2: mean I guess they tried. I guess that was kind of like an homage to him, you know, like we're not going to we're
3: yeah. not going to use
2: that name. Man, that's cool. So. And I
3: you know, I would one day I would like to review over the Edge 99, but I don't know if I can. I don't know if I would. You know, to.
2: honestly, uh in my opinion, that's kind of one I don't want to do. Nah, just because be- I feel like I would get emotional and stuff, and I try not to do that. Very well, often. it was like
3: it was like you got punched in the stomach in the middle of the show, and all the air is just taken out of the crowd. You know, that was that was a messed up show, man.
2: Yeah, the only thing I would want to review is after it happened because just because of historical, you know, things of you know everybody coming to the rings pissed off and upset, and they don't want to be doing it. But yeah, you know. I don't know, and like you know, there's always the debate on whether or not Owen would want the show to go on. Nobody really, nobody really said, he, nobody Brett really said knows. he wouldn't.
3: Yeah, nobody knows. He's not around to say if he would want it to go on or not. So,
2: but you know, and it. What if it was somebody else? And you know, what would Owen have said? You know, and we'll never know. So, yeah. anyways, moving on.
3: All right, after this match, there's a little Sean Michaels interview with Michael Cole. I don't recall what he said. It was just kind of a quick thing. I do. Uh, What did he say?
2: He said, the rumors are swirling on WWF.com and the internet (laughs) in general. And (laughs) I popped for it because Sean's talking to Michael Cole. And then he turns to the camera and he says, and if it's on the internet, it must be true.
3: Yeah. There, that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, After that is a, it's a clip from Sunday night heat with Eddie arriving with China.
2: Latino heat.
3: Yeah. Uh, Dean says stay out of his business or something like that. And then it goes into the Eddie Guerrero versus Perry Saturn versus Dean Malenko for the European title, which I love that And real quick, going back to the Sunday
2: Night Heat little clip, did Eddie's car not remind you of Zubas? Yeah, it did. It totally did. And speaking of Zubas, if you you have all the shirts and you need some pants, go to Zubas.com. That's Z-U-B-A-Z.com, Zubas.com pick up all the cool retro looking zebra print styles along with leggings for the ladies and of course as i always tell you you can get all your favorite mlb teams and nfl team designs
3: right on your pants brother so that's Zubas.com. use coupon code heels and quads in all caps at checkout and save 15% on your order oh my all right, so Eddie Guerrero versus Perry Saturn versus Dean Malenko for the European title. Uh, the match match starts. This match never really slows down.
2: No, I, I, I
3: really like this match. I really did like this match, and you got three great talents in the ring. Uh, they kind of start out by a double team in Eddie. Not for long because then they get into it. Um, Dean hits a nice gut buster on Eddie off the top rope. It looked like it hurt pretty bad. Um, it's, like, really back-and-forth match, and like I said, it never really slows down. Uh, Saturn hits a frog splash on Eddie, I believe it was, or Dean, I could be wrong. Um, they do a double German suplex, Saturn being the caboose on that, kind of pulling them all over. Uh, China hits Saturn with flowers outside the, the flowers that Eddie gave her outside the ring, uh... Tries to hit Dean Malenko, but he grabs the flowers and then trips. He hits his head on him, and Eddie rolls him up for the pin and the win. Uh, it's a great match. It was it was a great little eight minute match, seven minute match. But I think the finish could have put the icing on the cake a little better than that. Uh,
2: and 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 up. that was like Judgment Day two thousand two.
3: You know, there was the uh, what was it the Angle match, right? That uh, we were... was it. R- RVD and Eddie. Yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. RVD and Eddie that opening match and it was like eh we could have had a better finish but you know yeah. you can't you can't always have a big finish for every match or
3: else it just kind of waters down everything else after well and it's a it's one of their quote unquote B shows you know it's not one of the big four yeah one of their B pay-per-views so. but in all I, but honesty
2: I, as much as I love Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko which I
3: still to this day I think Dean Malenko is one of the
2: most underrated
3: wrestlers of all
2: time kind of like William oh, yeah. Michael um, but Saturn
3: was my MVP of this match yeah he kicked ass man and he looks huge yeah. here he was always pretty jacked around that time now he's got tattoos on his head yeah and face but she, which he, which yeah, he always yeah.
2: had that kind of Mike Tyson tribal tattoo on his face before it was cool.
3: Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, Eddie rolls up, keeps the European title. Uh, we get another Briscoe flat. We get a Briscoe flashback to SmackDown when he's pinning Crash while he was asleep in some random spot backstage. <laughs> that was that was kind of the funny part. And, and I that-
2: remember watching that SmackDown live too.
3: Yeah, like. It was weird that Crash was just sleeping somewhere in the back in some random room. Yeah, right. Why not? So anyways, uh, then it goes to Briscoe. Joe Briscoe's in the bathroom. He sees himself in the mirror and gets tripped out and falls (laughs) down. Uh, So and this just keeps going on to the show. Like after he's like he's like the backstage segment always throughout this show. There's like four or five of them. So that was pretty funny when he freaks out from his reflection. Yeah, this
2: is kind of the hardcore title at its peak.
3: Yeah, yeah, because everybody, you know, it was a title for everybody that could, everybody could carry that belt. You know, you got Gerald Briscoe with the belt at 50, 60 years old or whatever here. So anyways, then we go into a uh, video package for Shane and Big Show. Uh, this match is no disqualification. That's Shane McMahon versus Big Show, Mr. Paul White. Um, The... When Big Show comes out, it's the weird theme song from was it aggression yeah was the yeah. yeah that's what i thought the aggression cd had a bunch of rap songs i did like the dx rap
2: one yeah the run dmc one yeah that's the whole and reason i a, bought that
3: album was just for that yeah. one because yeah. i loved it but uh so he had a it was a weird theme song and i don't remember it lasting very long it was just during the t-
0: support for this episode has been provided by ratio keto friendly dairy snacks
3: time that album was out to promote it uh big show's not even he gets to the ring and shane dives out right on him immediately big show catches him throws him into the ring post throws him into the steps and then they do some they have an accidental replay graphic i don't know if you caught that i did like they it was like they were going to go for a replay but it and then it froze up and then they immediately went back to the feed this was big show's big nasty bastard period too
2: you know, and Remember. the spots in this match, I'd forgotten about them. It was actually really good. I liked it.
3: Yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, she, was it Backlash the month before where Shane jumped off the Titan Tron? I think I so. Think that was, I think you're right. Because Tess is holding Big Show. Yeah. Because yeah. for some reason I thought it was this when he started climbing up. The spot uh,
2: where he power bombs Big Show, or Big Boss Man, and then TNA run out and Albert gets punched in the face while holding the chair, then Tess gets punched in the face while holding the chair. That was like the be-all, end-all, or so I thought, and then it keeps going.
3: And then yeah. And we it, get
2: the action on the stage, but that those chair shot punches looked awesome.
3: Yeah, and this was when Big Show, I mean, he was going to win the world title later this year, I think. Uh, they were kind of pushing Big Show at this point. So he was their next giant. And he, I think he kind of the minute he came into WWF the year before, he kind of got a push as like this guy's big. He's eventually gonna, you know, you kind of knew he was gonna have the world title for. He was like a one month world title guy. Yeah, just a transitional got. champion. Um, yeah.
2: So I was kind of in and out during this match.
3: <laughs> yes, I'm still here. <laughs> the spot,
2: the spot with the uh, the electrical, the pyro. Yeah. Um, and then the gimmick cinder block that looked like it was made out of powder
3: oh my god yeah i
2: i don't know if anybody's ever actually held a cinder block but they don't break that easily
3: no they don't it... and they it don't look little... like dust yeah it was a little ridiculous so i mean boss man comes out hits big show with the nightstick show takes him out then tna comes out with chairs show punches the chairs like you said he throws trish out onto tna and then when they go up to the set yeah uh he throws Shane into the set TNA starts in on him again TNA is testing Albert by the way not total nonstop stop action uh, they start in on him Bull Buchanan comes out hits him with the nightstick again and then Shane pushes the that they call it the amplifier that electrical box thing on his leg and yes and then here comes the cinder block spot
2: which is which, basically just like a,
3: a little firework
2: pyro like almost like Roman candle type thing just with sparks
3: yeah And, yeah, the cinder block was very absurd. And it was, for this reason, like you said, first of all, it's not going to break that easy. Second, Big Show walks to the ambulance after having a cinder block dropped on his head. That would never happen. No. You'd you'd probably be lucky to be alive after getting a cinder block busted on your head.
2: And at the very least,
3: you'd be out cold and, I mean, just the
2: fact that, you know, they're helping him to the back. Yeah. But... I mean, still, I mean, you'd, ha- you'd be knocked out. I don't care how big you are.
3: Yes, it was, it was a little absurd, but like I said. But it is wrestling. Kind of pushing Big Show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So we
1: can't and really keep- gripe
2: on it too much. But it, it was just a little comical spot that I, I thought was, you know,
3: funny. Yeah, I think this match was kind of uneventful. I mean, other than that, the like spots. it was just, it was spotty. It's it, shame. Yeah, it was spotty and it was all the McMahon interference. And this was that time period where they had the McMahon-Helmsley regime going on. Mm-hmm. And it was like it was like NWO matches. Every match they interfered. And did you notice
2: that uh, at the beginning of the show, McMahon Events actually calls it a faction.
3: Yeah. And I thought that was that, that was, was one weird. of those Yeah. I'd well, never he can do whatever he wants, pal.
2: I have never heard him use that word other than here, and it, it was just kind of
3: odd. Yeah. So after the Big Show and Shane match, we get another backstage segment with Briscoe, Jared Briscoe, <laughs> and this time he thinks the refs are trying to pin him. <laughs> I love it. He's, yeah. he's
2: basically saying, like, he's stressed out, and everybody's out to get him, so he's just going to rest. So he, it takes him literally like a half a second to quote-unquote doze off. And then the ref's, like, getting his face.
1: And he's yeah. like, oh, whoa, whoa,
3: yep. He's all paranoid. It was, a, har- and it was then- a
2: harmful rib.
3: Yeah. And then after this segment, we get Triple H and Sean sitting backstage, and they're kind of talking. And Triple H asks if Sean is seriously going to wear those shorts out there. Of course he is. Yeah. And Sean's like, well, yeah. So that was a fun little spot and, segment. And you uh, know what?
2: Honestly, I'm kind of torn on this idea but I think we should get little bicycle shorts to wear to StarCast.
3: Uh, I got I to gotta tan my legs up first. Yeah,
2: I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit the tan in bed, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to baby oil up for StarCast. I want to look good.
3: i will get a spray tan what? so I can look like Triple H when we can, I look my arms up. We can spray tan up. each other in the hotel room before we head over.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> like the Young Bucks. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, after these little segments, then we get Chris Benoit and Jericho. Um, this is a intercontinental title match for intercontinental title match. It is a submission match, submission match for the intercontinental title. That's how I should have worded that. Uh, this, I I know they've had better matches, but all of them are good. And this one is really good. Just like all their others, because you got two of the best wrestlers of all time in ring together. Um, uh, matches very back and forth at first, you know, grappling and whatnot. Uh, they reverse that tombstone position a couple times, and then Benoit hits like a neckbreaker. Uh, he does a diving headbutt pretty early. Jericho does his signature little apron dropkick. Jericho jumps on the turnbuckle, kicks him off the apron. Uh valvenus is watching backstage. I don't remember if he was kind of feuding with these guys at the time, or if he was. This was, the yeah, that, that was just a time where he was in that picture. Um, Benoit sends Jericho into the steps. Uh, Jericho drops Benoit's knee on the steps. Looks like it hurt pretty bad. Um, he does a backbreaker, goes for the pin, but they, you know, you can't pin in this match. Lots of chops in this match. They do a lot of chops. Of course, you got Benoit and Jericho. Yeah, it's to be expected. Yeah. Uh, Benoit takes off the turnbuckle pad, slams Y2J's head into it, uh does some kind of arm lock he does it two or three times in it more chops benoit goes for an arm bar and gets jericho in it and then jericho gets the rope with his feet thankfully because it looked like it hurt uh jericho works the knee takes off benoit's brace and starts beating the knee with it and then he does like a he like dives hits him in the head with it hits a lion salt uh he does that little funky walls of jericho on the ropes which you can't really win with that, you know, because it's on the ropes. Uh, Benoit hits his signature little triple German suplex thing. Uh, he gets the crossface locked in. It's pretty close to the ropes, so he pulls Jericho back to the middle. And uh, uh, Jericho passes out, and Benoit retains the belt. So, uh, pause for the cause real quick here. Okay. Okay, there we go. Jesus. Some audio
2: issues. I was getting a buzzing sound. It almost sounded like a vacuum cleaner.
3: So sorry <laughs> about that. Did you hear it? Oh, I didn't hear it. I just I would start talking and it would just turn off right away. That's literally what it sounded like though. Was the noise you just made.
2: God, it was so, annoying. You can hear me okay now?
3: Yeah, I can hear you fine.
2: Fantastic. All right.
3: All right. So, <laughs> uh, Jericho. Benoit Jericho, so Benoit finishes the match. He gets the crossface locked in and uh, is close to the ropes, but he pulls Jericho back to the middle and he locks it in pretty tight and Jericho just passes out. He doesn't tap, and that was pretty cool. So uh, Benoit retains the Intercontinental title. While still making Jericho look strong. Yeah, yeah, it was great. I think when you don't tap out, you look really strong because you're not going to give up. And it was these guys... The Benoit, Jericho, and I think Angle, kind of, with their submissions, they, uh, they were into a lot of that with, like, not tapping. They always made these guys look strong with, like, they didn't tap a lot, you know? It
2: got really heavy after WrestleMania 13 with Austin tapping out.
3: Yeah, big time. So, anyways, Benoit retains the belt. Uh, we get a King of the Ring promo for the next month. Uh, once again after that, King get, of the Ring
2: two thousand. That was that the year Billy Gunn won. Uh,
3: yes, I want to say yes. Was Billy Gunn ninety nine? I think Billy Gunn might have been ninety nine. I don't remember who won. I am looking it up because it's gonna drive me crazy as usual. Edge Edge was oh one. Billy Gunn was ninety nine. Uh, I think Billy Gunn was ninety nine, or was it Shamrock? Was ninety nine? It might have been Billy Gunn in two thousand. Get those years mixed up. Uh, so anyways, while you're looking that up, after the King of the Ring promo, Briscoe again backstage <laughs> is, being, is being interviewed by the ref and he says everywhere he goes, people are trying to pin him and it's making him a wreck. He's, he's, uh, he's, he's got anxiety and he's freaking out cause everybody's trying to pin him. Yeah. Billy.
2: Yeah. Uh, Kurt Angle was 2000 defeated Rikishi in the finals.
3: Oh, okay. Okay. Billy Gunn was 99. Then edge was 2001. Brock was Oh two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All that right. Was, so, yeah.
2: It was going to give me a panic
3: attack if I didn't find out. <laughs> kind of like Briscoe <laughs> in this interview. Everyone, everybody's trying to pin him everywhere. And then goes to uh, Rock, the Rock backstage telling Shawn Michaels that he better call it right down the middle or it will be between them and it won't take an hour. Okay, Rock. Yeah. Uh, after that, we get the uh, tag team tables match X Pac and Road Dog. DX, if you will, versus the Dudley Boys. Um, the is usual... Billy Gunn
2: hurt here, or is this just when they're on the outs?
3: I, I think he was hurt here. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was a shoulder injury or something. Yeah, because when he comes back, they're not together, and he's the one, Billy Gunn. Okay, so this, this is kind of the
2: this is kind of the uh, beginning of that. Or yeah, coming soon.
3: Um, match opens kind of back and forth, usual opening tag match. Uh, DX walks off up the ramp, being heels. Um, they go. Dudley's go attack him. Bubba gets weird about Tori. He gets that weird look in his face. <laughs> uh, X Pac hits a Bronco Buster on Devon. Lots of double team into Devon. Uh, they get, he, they get the baby face. Come Bubba comes in, cleans house, grabs the tables. Devon doesn't get the tables. Uh, road dog puts Devon through one of the tables outside off of the, on the steps. He does that little signature move that he does, but he didn't hump him. Um, <laughs> Bubba power bombs X-Pac through the table in the ring. Uh, they 3d road dog through the table, but the ref is down. Briscoe grabs, uh, Briscoe grabs Road Dog. Bubba goes to put Tori through the table off the top rope, but Briscoe pulls her down, because for some reason he's involved in this now, but he is part of that little faction, I guess. Yeah. Uh, X-Pac puts Bubba through the table with the X-Factor, and DX wins. And then after DX takes off, uh, they hit the th- they, Dudley's hit the 3D on Gerald Briscoe through the table, just to get some revenge.
2: Once again, Gerald Briscoe, the all-star of Judgment Day 2000. Yeah, Um, he's in every segment. I did look it up, and we talked about it on WrestleMania 2000. I just forgot about it. Uh, Billy Gunn hurt his rotator cuff at Royal Rumble 2000 against the Dudleys.
3: Okay, that makes sense. Yeah,
2: I just forgot, and we talked about it on the WrestleMania 2000 Classic Review, which you can go back in the archives and find. And while you're doing that, make sure you subscribe and leave a review. There you have it.
3: And while you're doing all that, you should swing on over to CollarAndElbowBrand.com. And And at CollarAndElbowBrand.com, they have all kinds of sweet merch. This is Al Snow's merchandise site with many, many shirts and pants and hats and all that good stuff. They got their 2018 collection out now. Uh, At CollarAndElbowBrand.com, make sure you load your cart up. Get all the goods on there because there's a lot of sweet merch on there. And at checkout, use coupon code HEELSANDQUADS in all caps to save 10%. That's at CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Load up your cart. At checkout, use coupon code HEELSANDQUADS in all caps to save 10% on your order. So, after the uh, tables match, we get an a, a Undertaker return promo with the little girls. I don't think it ever says it's Undertaker, but it's kind of ambiguous and you, you know who it yeah, is. Y- yeah, you know it's coming. And I remember this build, like, it was yesterday.
2: Like, the little creepy girls in the dresses, and they're, like, riding the yeah. bikes. And,
3: yeah. In the weird, like, cabin room. and Yeah, that's when he comes back. as He he makes his returns. The best. What was Taker out for? He got buried alive by Vince, right? At, uh... What was it? What was it at? Was it at Armageddon or Survivor Series?
2: But, yeah, because we talked about that on 2002, because, uh on WrestleMania 2000 because we were trying to figure out why Taker wasn't on the card.
3: Uh,
2: I can't remember if it was just him wanting.
3: Uh... I think he was just off. Yeah, I think he something. was just taking time off.
2: I think he had some nagging injuries. Uh, let's see here.
3: But he, I believe the Buried Alive match was, it was Survivor Series or Armageddon because I know they, the 2003's Buried Alive match was Survivor Series. And that's when Taker came back in '04 at Mania as uh, the dead man again. But this is when he returns as the badass, and we'll get to that uh, at the end of the show, because that does happen for all of you. Spoiler alert, if you don't know, but uh, Taker does come back at this show. So it's kind of ironic that they do that promo right before the Triple H and Rock match.
2: It's almost like they had it planned all away, all along.
3: Yeah, like it wasn't a run-in. Are okay, you looking so, that up or something? Yeah, I am.
2: Uh, that's why I can't speak. Um, he also began to transition away to the biker character he would play in 2000. Per an interview with Kevin Nash, this was a move to allow Calloway, Mark Calloway, to enter World, world Championship Wrestling with a non trademark persona. Ah, uh, okay.
3: Uh, okay. So
2: he was in talks with WCW, but... Uh, Ultimately, decided to re- resign with Vince. Um oh, right. okay. September oh, ninety nine. Contract must have been up. Yeah. Uh, ninety nine at Unforgiven. Refused to participate in a casket match.
3: Okay. Uh,
2: yeah, he had a groin injury. That's what happened.
3: Okay. All right. Okay. Moving along. <laughs> all right. So now we get to the main event. The uh, Paul Levesque. AKA Triple H versus Dwayne "The Rock" Johnson in a 60 Paula minute
2: Besk, AKA Terrorizing.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Which versus, is still one of my
2: favorite uh... wrestling gimmicks of all time.
3: Yeah. I love that name. Terror... I like Terrorizing. Um, this is an Iron Man match, 60 minute Iron Man match for the WWF title. Uh when they Triple H, I hated Triple H's theme song, that My Time song. I really didn't like that. My top Yeah, it's weird. So he comes out first. He gets on the mic and says he's going to do it by himself and for the family to go to the back. Uh, Rock comes out, gets a nice little pop. Uh, The match starts. I mean, the first half of the match is pretty slow, but, I mean, you have an hour, you know. Yeah, take it easy. Yeah, so it starts with a lot of tie-ups and holds, just technical stuff. Uh, rock gets a rock bottom pretty early in, uh, to get the first fall and that's one to zero rock. They take it outside, kind of beat each other up for a little bit, get back in more technical stuff. Rock hits a figure four. I think they, I think JR mentions that it's the first time in his career he ever did a figure four. I think he says that almost like that was planned. If JR just happened to know that right off the top of his head. Yeah, exactly. So that was I believe that's what he said. And I mean, I've never seen Rock do a figure before. No, before, no, so no, I don't no.
2: think. No, I hadn't either.
3: Uh, he's really got. Triple H is selling the shit out of it. He's in pain. His shoulders are down, so Sean keeps counting. Sean's the referee, by the way. In his biker uh, shorts. Yeah, in his biker shorts. <laughs> don't forget those. Uh, so Triple H's shoulders are down. He keeps counting, but he keeps kicking out. Um, Triple H reverses, gets the ropes. They go back outside. They go into the crowd, beat each other up for a while. It looks like Rock gets in an altercation with one of the. Audience, one of the audience members, for a second, it's—I don't know if I just seen it wrong, but it looked like somebody got legit pissed at him, or he got pissed. Um, somebody probably spit on him or something. Yeah, they go back in the ring. Triple H is dropping some elbows on Rock. Uh, Rock works works Triple H's knee. Um, Triple not H, his H quad. The f- yeah, not his quad. Triple H counters the figure four for a pedigree, and then pins that makes it one one uh triple h rolls up the rock with a cradle it goes to one one to two triple h being two uh they go up and this the is stage. all happening really quick too yeah this is uh, this is before the thirty minute mark um they go up the stage trip uh, rock throws triple h into the entrance um those are like gla- it's like glass or steel or something um suplex on the floor the, the rock suplexes triple h onto the floor and that always looks like it hurts. Uh, the Rock backdrops Triple H onto the floor again. Uh, Triple H hits a pile driver on the Rock in the ring. Looks really good, and that and then he pins and he, go, he goes one to three. Rock one, Triple H three. Uh, the match kind of starts to pick up momentum here because we're starting to get about thirty minutes in. this is about the halfway mark. Excuse me. Uh, they both are down. Till the nine count they beat the hell of each other and they both go down until nine count rock gets up rock rock uses a lot of his right hands in this i mean it kind of shows you how one dimensional rocks moves that was and, and was, i mean at this great, point
2: but... you can kind of compare the rock to hogan
3: yes it's absolutely like
2: every match is you know kind of laid out beforehand all the moves are coming at kind of the same time in the match. There's always a comeback. There's always fists. Yeah. It's like it's like NWO Hogan, where you knew the belt was
3: going to get used at some point, and it was usually
2: at the beginning of the match.
3: Yeah, and that is that's a great comparison because this The Rock's not a terrible wrestler. No, know, but he's better than just, Hogan. In but in this in an hour match, you kind of see how. L- the lack of moveset he had. I mean, he had his right hands, and they and they look great. N- nothing against Rock. I loved The Rock, as yeah, a wrestler, one of my favorites. But uh, you know, it's just it's a long match, and they really had to dig deep. But The Rock, uh, Rock's using a lot of right hands. Uh, he goes for a cradle, Triple H kicks out. Uh, Triple H puts Rock in a sleeper, and this isn't the first time. There's many sleeper holds in this. Rock hits a belly to belly. Both men go down. Triple H kicks out. Pin Uh, rock gets a DDT and gets a pin and that's a 1-2-3 so it goes uh, rock 2 triple H 3 surprising to see a DDT pin but in an Iron Man match I can understand it. I guess yeah
2: it kind of makes it like okay they're kind of worn
3: down at this point
2: yeah any move can beat them you
3: know and rock's DDTs were pretty sick yeah they were that
2: was like his DDTs were like you know same as kind of like his Samoa drop like it was always so good
3: Yep. Uh, they go outside again. Uh hit each other he hit, hit each other's heads on the timekeepers table. The rock throws Triple H into the steps. Triple H hits Rock with a chair and that gets him disqualified. So the Rock goes up one. So it's three to three at this point. That's always something
2: after. that's always something in like Iron Man matches or two out of three falls. If there's a disqualification or Survivor Series matches, like the old yeah. ones, that always yeah. kinda of bothered me. Like Really? It's a cheap
3: way to It's a cheap way to get a fall or get yeah. somebody be eliminated.
2: It, it's like, eh,
3: come on. So Might immediately after immediately after that chair shot, Rock goes down. He's busted open. It kind of looked like he got busted open hard. Uh he didn't
2: gimmick it was the hard way?
3: I don't know if it was gimmicked, but it looked like it was on the top of his head. So I don't know, maybe I didn't see, I wasn't really watching Rock, I was kinda writing and watching. But yeah, Sean's I'll, like I'll have checking to go out Rock's back. head.
2: I'll I'll go back and pinpoint it and try to see if we can see him blade, because that seems to be one of my favorite things to
3: do. (laughs) Rock always has that... When Rock bleeds, it's always really thin and all over the place. Oh, yeah, it's
2: like water. Uh,
3: So, immediately after, Triple H hits him with the chair. He gets that DQ. It goes up to 3-3. And then Triple H dirty pins Rock almost immediately after. Immediately? Immediately after. Uh, And Sean doesn't see, so... Triple H goes up one. So it's three to four Triple H here. Uh, I noticed a beach ball in the crowd. Hey! And at this little app, right after the pin, I noticed a beach ball in the crowd, and I can see it go one direction, and then I hear everybody boo. So I'm get because he, uh, he's got him in a sleeper hold. Triple H has got him in another sleeper uh so i think they took the beach ball and the crowd booze. so i don't know if the crowd was just bored or just whatever but that's usually the case when the beach ball comes out they're either bored or they're just trying to be dicks or whatever but yeah uh so triple h has got rock in another sleeper hold this time rock goes out and uh triple h gets another fall so it's three to five triple h uh, Hbk and Triple H start kind of pushing each other and getting into it. I thought Triple H was going to hit him, but he didn't. Um, Rock starts throwing rights again, throws Triple H out onto the cameraman. He he Irish whips him into the turnbuckle, and Triple H kind of flies over the turnbuckle and uh, flips out onto the cameraman, and his foot hits the cameraman. You see the cameraman go down. It looked it looked like it got him pretty good. Um,
2: I just want to commend Levi real quick for his – because as he's talking, I'm, like, listening and picturing it happen.
3: He's telling the story here. I'm I'm telling it. Tell the story. Uh, Rock hits a superplex off the top rope. That is a superplex. To Triple H. uh, Then they go outside again, and Rock hits the pedigree on Triple H on the announce table. Not the Spanish announce table, for once. Um and this Triple H Blades from that, which was kind of a cool moment, because if you notice, like, when you play 2K games, they, Pedigree, or, like, moves on the head will sometimes bust them open.
2: Yeah, it, like, so. flashes red, and then all of a sudden
3: you see the blood. Yeah, yeah I love that. That's probably one so of my rock- favorite parts of 2K games. Yes, I enjoy it. Um, pedigree looked really good on the table. It definitely, Rock rock hit it good. He did that. Uh, so, anyways, he Triple H Blades... Uh but Rock goes back in the ring and Triple H gets counted out. So that kind of brings Rock that brings Rock up to four to five. Once
2: again, come
3: on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One of those cheap and I think that's why, like I think that's why this one had so many falls. Like, you know, the way it ended yeah. is because of all the cheap stuff. But uh, like I said, triple H, the camera flashes to Triple H he's bleeding. Here comes the McMahon's down the entrance ramp. At this point, there's probably about I think uh, under 10 minutes left. I think it's at the 10-minute or under mark when the McMahon's coming out. Almost another count-up, but Triple H gets back in right at 10.
2: The McMahon's come come out, and you're kind
3: of like, okay, here comes the finish. Exactly, you know. Um, Shane and Vince get up on the apron. Uh, Rock knocks him off. He hits a people's elbow on Triple H, gets the pin. So now it's tied 5-5. Five to five. Uh, I can't remember who, but somebody pulls Sean out. I think it's Vince or... It's Shane or Vince. Sean busts both of them. He hits them both, knocks them out. Uh, now everybody's coming out. You got X-Pac, Road Dog, and then it flashes to the, uh, Titan You see the little girls and their voices. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, we got to go. Oh, not, not Trish Strass's song. <laughs> oh, so anyways, uh, here comes Taker on his bike. Everybody's like He scared? gets a pop. Well, it didn't play that. It was a weird Right. A weird but go. originally. Yeah.
2: Because the girls are like laughing and it's Are you scared? <laughs> <laughs> that r- metallic Uh sad but true rip off riff.
3: Yeah, I never really got that why Kid Rock did that. But
2: Well, I mean, why wouldn't Kid Rock do that? He rips everybody off. Now he's
3: now he's a country singer. He's the ripoff, man. So Taker comes rolling out on his bike with his blue denim vest thing on. Which I like that. I like this, the denim. When he gets in the ring, it's like, it's the it's under a minute. So the timer is going down. And uh, he cleans house. And so he he beats everybody up. But then he gets his hands on Triple H. Uh, he hits him a couple times, and then Sean's like, no, 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 don't do it, don't do it. And then he tombstones Triple H, and the ma- this is a- this is when the match ends. But then Sean goes to the timekeeper and tells him that, you know, Rock, that's a DQ on the rock because he attacked uh, Triple H while the timer yeah, was still Yeah, and, and Sean's all, like,
2: acting like he doesn't want him to do it.
3: And- yeah, yeah, he's like, no, no, don't do it, don't do it. And then, so, anyways... That gets a DQ on the rock right at the last second, and uh, the match the match ends, and Triple H wins the title because this was the McMahon Helmsley era, so he was dominating all matches so match ends Triple H wins five to six or six to five if you will
2: and just in kind of comparison of that, like I was watching over the weekend a little bit of honor United from London. And there was a spot where they were using the turnbuckle pad as a weapon. And you they know it didn't
3: get DQ'd. Yeah,
2: and he's like uh uh what's uh Rick Abani. He's like uh it's at the uh it's at the ref's discretion.
3: Oh uh, trying to sell that. Yeah, <laughs> so it's trying, like trying to cover well, it up.
2: It's kinda not because if we want to ha- play by the rules and not have a no disqualification match, he should be disqualified. Exactly. So, so that that's just kind of a comparison and I'm using that cuz it's fresh on my mind and
3: you know I just watched it. But so that wraps up Judgment Day 2000. Triple H wins the title. I think he holds it until SummerSlam, I believe. I, I think that's right. And then uh Angle gets it at SummerSlam, if I'm not mistaken. That's his first title win.
2: So overall, what are your thoughts? I
3: I, I it was all right. I I like I, I would say I like 2002 better. I think Triple H and the Rock was good and everything, but it it wasn't Brett and Sean, and I think that's kinda what they were going for. Because they had two, you know, quote unquote Ironmen Men for that match. And I see where Vince seen that at. And it was it was a great match, don't get me wrong, but it wasn't I think they could have delivered a little better. There was a lot of a lot of slow pace to it, but I mean, once again it was an hour. There wasn't a lot of big moves. There really wasn't a lot of rock bottoms, uh, just one or two really, I think only one in the hour, so there really was.
4: A little flexibility can go a long way.
3: lot of rock bottoms if just one i'm trying to think but i think that's what it was anyways uh one people's elbow one rock bottom correct me if i'm wrong folks uh but yeah it was a lot of cheap falls in that match uh i think highlights of the night was european title with eddie grue versus saturn versus Dave malenko and chris jericho versus chris benoit for the intercontinental title i think those are the two best matches of the night i mean with uh Iron Man being number three, yeah, out of those because it it was it was good it just the Iron Man alone with Baker
2: returning and the drama behind that, and what was he gonna do um and just you know my opinions real quick um, yeah. I agree with you on the triple threat, I agree with you on Benoit and uh jericho uh but i, just, I you know I keep going back to that opening match and how hot the crowd was
3: yeah that so made it, that made it i different. mean that yeah. that
2: made i was i felt like I was most invested
3: <laughs> that was the, <laughs>
1: that was
2: the quickest freaking vape hit ever um <laughs> a little popsky um but speaking of pops <laughs> we stop. anyways, but just. <laughs> How hot <laughs> the crowd was! It made me invested in that match, and I felt more invested in that opening match than I did the whole night.
3: You know, Just with how hot the crowd was. And I'm with you. I'm I'm totally with you. I I think that it's when you I really when, don't want to shit on the Iron Man no, match, man. I, but, I'm not I to, but I think that. But I don't want to. But I I think there was a lot more matches on the card that were better.
2: Yeah, and when your opening match has more drama and more crowd reaction granted the iron match is an hour long so that's so the crowd is gonna get bored and I, yeah. c- I compare that to you know like baby tommy's t-ball games after an hour the kids are done i mean they don't but i mean they don't care they're playing in dirt they're throwing you know chasing butterflies throwing grass in the air throwing their gloves mm-hmm. and hats in the air
3: like and think about this you know it's not to interrupt but no, you're fine. once again compare new japan to this mm-hmm Compare a 60-minute Ironman match in Japan to this Ironman match. The Japan match is always going to be better because those guys' conditioning is just off the charts. And Triple H and Rock, I mean, those were the two most physically fit guys in the company at the time, probably. But and probably still today. I think Trips, you know, Trips did his thing. And Triple H has a great move set. Not so much now that he's older. It's kind of spot spotty, you know.
2: Yeah, but I mean, that's what we were talking about. Was you know this this match kind of like re- like revealed The Rock too much.
1: Yes, like Triple
3: H was doing all of the lifting. He was, and The Rock Rock has its right hands, right hands, right hands. Spin right if Rock, hand. Yeah, and like I said, I mean. It's still odd to see that The Rock didn't do more than one rock bottom or more than one people's elbow. Or even, I think you know, even if you get like hour. two
2: or three rock bottoms in an hour and like eight people's elbows. That's what I expect. But here's the thing. So now we compare it to today. If Roman Reigns was in an Iron Man match, I mean, it just it wouldn't work.
3: because uh, here, yeah, he would, here, But he would have hit a lot more finishers. Yeah, but here there's drama. Yeah, and it, it's, like, yeah, exactly. it's like the Sean
2: and Brett match. It was all about that drama and that build, that slow build. Is Sean finally gonna be the one? Yeah. And here, it's like you got the two biggest stars in the company, other than Austin involved in this match, which Austin wasn't here. But who, who is gonna kind of take it to that next level?
3: Exactly. And And, and in all honesty, I mean,
2: they made the right choice with Triple H. I
3: hate to say it, but... No, yeah, they absolutely did. There was no... To, any Nobody else then, unless it was Kurt Angle, and he wasn't ready yet, because he wasn't there yet. He was there, but he wasn't, you know, he wasn't ready for... Vince wasn't ready for Kurt Angle yet. No. But he, I think Kurt and Rock could have had a killer Iron oh, Man yeah, match. Sure. And I think Kurt and Triple H could have had an outstanding yep. Iron Man match. But, you know, what you said, it's just what they had... Right there, and I, I don't – would I have made the same decision back then? 100%. But yeah. I, you would never expect – like, if I was Vince, I would have absolutely agreed 100% to have these guys do an Iron Man match. But it, it revealed The Rock, man. It showed, it showed that he doesn't have a variety of moves like everybody else does. And as athletically talented as The Rock is,
0: yeah.
2: it, it, I mean, it just makes him look like the lesser professional
3: wrestler. Or sports entertainers, they like to call them, but but now but the thing it's crazy that you know, and then you get Stone Cold versus The Rock in a twenty twenty five minute match. They beat the hell out of each other, and the crowd goes wild and loves it. Why? Because it's not an hour, and of, and they're
2: adjusting styles. The Rock is adjusting the Stone Cold style because when they were
3: rivalry similar,
2: it was a brawl. Every yeah. match was a brawl. A lot of yep. outside, a lot of punches. So it didn't look. Like, hey, here's the rock in, you know, his birthday suit. We're gonna we're gonna bury him this way.
0: And it I do, just, and I don't
2: think that was their intention was to bury him.
3: I no, just don't think
2: they no. knew how it was gonna work.
3: No, and, and like like I said, I agree hundred percent with the company at the time. Maybe not If I was gonna do an Iron Man match at that given date and time, I'd be like, Yeah, it has to be Triple H and the Rock just because you know, that's the Engel best wasn't. the company has to offer, yeah. As main event, exactly. Because
2: Kurt Angle was almost
3: there. Yeah, he was like what two, three months away from his title win. And, and obviously, and they're not going to go with Benoit or Jericho, which would have been a great Iron Man
2: match. I would have loved that.
3: That here. yeah, that would have been off the charts. But that's
2: intercontinental
3: at this point. So it's... and fast forward three years to oh uh, three SmackDown. They do the Brock Lesnar Kurt Angle Ironman match, one of the greatest matches of all time. Wow! In WWE, in WWE history.
2: Wow! Did you just give Brock props?
3: Well, it was in WWE history. It was one of the. It was one of the top ten matches. You know. Yeah, I did, because back then, Brock <laughs> did stuff. You
2: were trying to oh, find a way to circle out of that, and you couldn't do it. You're just well, like, eh, I, you know what? Yeah, I am.
3: <laughs> no, I, I didn't give modern-day Brock props. Right. I gave no, the athletic, yeah. the talented Brock Lesnar The, props, uh, not the moneymaker. Fresh off the
2: heels of an NCAA World Heavyweight Championship.
3: Yeah, All that and stuff. you got two real college collegiate wrestlers, and Olympic, one Olympic wrestler going at it for an hour on SmackDown. I mean, that was that was great. But, you know, they both had a wide variety of moves and all that. And it, it just kind of – I just keep circling back to Rock, you know. It, it was kind of – I think what made it a little lackluster is the lack of moves. And I feel like Triple H could have done some more too, honestly. I know Triple H had more to offer, but – And you know what?
2: In all honesty, Rock is already here starting to make that transition
3: to, yeah. to uh,
2: Hollywood. So, yes, I mean, with the Chef Boyardee commercials, uh, hosting Saturday Night Live, the Scorpion King. Uh,
0: yeah.
2: What was it? Uh, Mummy Returns before that and then the Scorpion King. Um,
0: yeah.
2: But, I mean, I, I, I'm i just at loss for words because I, I was like, I never thought we would say that Brock was part of one of the best matches in WWE history. Well, I had, but have I, you I agree that, with man? you. Yeah, I have. Yeah. And I'm thinking about it and I'm like, Holy shit! It he's was right. better than this
3: one. He's right. It was it was it was, it was, it was so much good. better than this Iron Man match. And
2: then you know Kurt and Sean that I, we talked about. You know thirty minutes. Yeah, it was thirty yeah, minutes. That was great. Damn, I
3: could have eat. I,
2: I could watched that for three hours straight.
3: Yeah. So you know it it was just and, and I don't know what the reactions were around this time about this match, but you know it wasn't. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I was thirteen yeah, I and you were six seven. seven? Seven, yeah, you just so, turned
2: seven, yeah. Uh, yeah. like three days or two days before, three days before, whatever. But yeah, um, yeah, and I was only at thirteen for a week. So yeah, I mean, sound off. Let us know what do you think. What are your thoughts on this match? Yeah, are we hitting the nail on the head, and like not really burying the rock, but it kind of sounds like we are, but we're not.
3: Yeah, I'm not not burying him whatsoever. It's just it just revealed what he could and couldn't do, and he didn't have a vast. Moveset like some of the mid card guys or undercard or, you know, and that's all that Vince look like if you're yep, big. That's what it was. Samoan,
2: come on, and nothing against Samoans. We're not saying that. This is our no. opinion of Vince's preference.
3: Yeah, he loves Samoan. <laughs> so if he, you're Samoan, you should probably go to WWE.
2: He wants that because <laughs> he will push you <laughs> and Triple H the same way. I mean, granted, you know, yep. Triple H and Stephanie end up getting married in real life, but. He Triple oh, H always a had builder. that look. Yep. Like I honestly think, you know, at some point <laughs> you know what I'm not even going to say it. I, I can't say it. Um, okay. I I, I was who. going too far, but it was really funny.
3: All right. Well, we'll 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 leave it on we'll leave it on that now. So, but yeah, let so us know you what you think. Guess. If You got a spare hour? Yeah, if you got a spare hour, <laughs> Watch the main event of Judgment Day 2000. Tell us what you think. Tell us if we're right. Tell us if we're wrong. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. But, you know, it just, I think, I, I'm sticking with my opinion on this, and I think that there was better matches on the card than this Iron Man match, and it was just a, it was a long hour to get through because there was a lot of slow points. It was a long so, show to get through. This show was what, like it was. 326,
2: something like that? It was two 246. Okay, I knew there was a six in there. But I mean, yeah. that's that's I guess that's your traditional WWF pay per view. It's nine. It just nine forty six, you know, PM Central Time is when it's ending. Um, but yeah, yeah, it felt it long. It felt I long. Mean, you're waiting for that Iron Man match to start the whole night because they just keep building it, and yep. it's like, uh you know. And you're trying to enjoy the matches, but if you and let's
3: be real, that's what the crowd is there for.
2: Yeah, and if you, they're there if for the you, Iron Iron go match. in like I do, and I'm sure you do the same. I go in with a fresh mind. I'm trying to watch it like I'm watching it Absolutely. for the first time.
3: Yeah, so, totally. because you know Then it's been, I can compare. Us, yeah, and for both of us, it's been a long time since we've seen it. 18 years. These, I, I you know? can
2: honestly say this is the first time since it aired I watched it.
3: Yeah. I I, I haven't watched it in a while. I might have put it on one time as background noise when the network came out. Yeah. But, I know I didn't sit and watch all the whole hour of the Iron Man match because this was the first time I've sat and observed it really well and kind of picked it apart, but, you know. So, anyways, we hope everybody enjoyed the show. We're finished with Judgment Day reviews, and coming in June, which Next starts, Wednesday. Next Wednesday, next we will Tuesday start Because next Tuesday, we've got Mrs. Matt. That's right. And then Wednesday so will start, be King of the Ring. Sorry. Yes, we will, do King, we will start King of the Ring in June, and so that's... That's uh, Tommy's, Tommy's polls there. So
2: Yeah, Le- Levi got to pick the Judgment Day ones. I'm going to go with King of the Ring. And speaking of going with something, if you're in the market for some action figures, Heroes Hideout is a true hideout for people looking for everything WWE. And if you're like me, you buy them for the kids because they play with them. But... But you get to play with them too. You get to play with them too, but then there's some like the new... Uh, the new elites you want to keep like the, or the uh, flashback elites, you want to keep them in the box you want to hang them up Um, but they have the hottest meet and greets of yesterday's legends to the newest rising stars of today, see the latest arrivals at heroeshideoutny.com Hideout is your new access to entertainment, and if you go to heroeshideoutny.com use code one word quads, that's one word quads You save 10% at checkout on your
1: order.
3: So there you have it, guys.
2: And if you want to go ahead and hit the rest real quick, we will say
3: goodbye and we'll be with you tomorrow with Mikey Whipwreck. So ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Heels and Quads is our merchandise site. That is our homepage for our t-shirts that we have. There's five designs available. That's ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Heels and Quads. You can also go on over to collar and and at collar and elbow use coupon code heels and quads and all caps at checkout to save 10% on your order. And last but not least of those three, you go to zubas.com load up your cart there, all that classic stuff. Use coupon code heels and quads and all caps at checkout and save 15% on your order. It's been great. I'm Levi, at Levi D. Zindel on Twitter. I'm
2: Tommy, at Mr. Tommy Walter on Twitter. And don't forget to follow the show, at Heels and Quads on Twitter, at Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast on Instagram. And we have a Facebook page. We don't really use it, but it's there if you want to contact us through there. We, we will answer you on any social media platform.
3: Yeah, just holla. Just holla, holla. Holla, holla. Play and holla. make sure you're listening on the Radio <laughs> Public app. Yes.
2: Radio Public app, I know it's stressful. you you got your iPhone, so you got Apple Podcasts, or you've got your Android device, so you got Google Play Music. But if you go to Radio Public in your App Store or Google Play, download the Radio Public app, you can transfer all of your subscribed podcasts. One click, that's it. And by doing that, you help support your favorite podcasts. It's a simple eight-second clip at the beginning of the show. Literally, eight seconds. That's
3: it. That's it.
2: And you help support your favorite podcast, not just ours, but everybody's.
3: So there you have it, guys. We'll talk to you tomorrow with the ECW legend, Mikey Whipwreck. The ECW original Mikey Original Whipwreck. legend, yes. So tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.
2: Bye.